bit bit to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, June 24th. Beautiful weather. I cannot believe it's July. It's going to get back up to 90 again. I'm, I'm fairly confident. <laughs> but it's getting hot. But I'm enjoying it. I'm wearing this sweater. I'm still pushing the sweater, but I got this from the Vol Shop. I'll see if I can model it for you a little bit. Um, stick out the chest. Stick out the chest. Just been working chest day today. There you go. Um, Who was it? No. No, it wasn't because oh, I haven't worked out in a while. It was chest day for me today. Was it? So I was like, hey. I've been doing some like at home. Same cycle. Yeah, I've been doing some like at home stuff and, and that's about it. Like nothing. Like I've just been doing push ups and um, I've got. Oh, kicking I, I got the old man. Um, the shake weight? No. <laughs> you do the awesome. shake weight. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, what are they called? Oh my gosh. The bands? Yeah, the bands. Okay. I do bands. Um, some bands? Yeah, I, I've gone old school. Um, so I pro- sit ups, push ups, and bands. Well, it's, you know, I, I want to work out. I do. I really do. And like the time, I do have time to work out, but I also, it's very rare that I can like take an hour and go to the gym. Yeah. So to be consistent, I was like, I'm just gonna start working out at home. So that's what I did. So yeah, do, do a lot of bands. And then one day I promise one day I'm going to start doing uh cardio, but <laughs> hasn't, they hasn't come yet. But you um, play soccer a lot. So I do play soccer a lot. That's helpful a little bit. I do. Guys, before we jump into this episode, I want to tell you about my friends at MyBookie. It's hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August 1st, and soon we'll have a regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about MyBookie. Sports, bet- sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in the business for years, MyBookie is the place for you. What an easy, with an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get their revenge for the terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship game. Or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots uh, win an unbelievable seventh Super Bowl. Why not make money when, you're, when your prediction comes true? And if you deposit today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in $100, they'll give you $50. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So go to MyBookie.ag and sign up today with promo code ISSUE. It's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E, at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Go check them out. Please do. Please do. Um... I'm going to have to make sure my money's in the account ready for football season. We still got a little bit ways to go, but it's getting here. Yeah. It's getting here. So I'm going to. So betting is happening. Yeah, I'm going to get that taken care of. Um, I'm not. I, I think I told you, I might have said it on the show, I'd like to get into uh, baseball, but I haven't yet. So I'm not going to do that this season, obviously. Maybe next season I'll do some research in the winter and maybe some spring training, you know, and. Uh, there you go. And, and try to get into it. Uh, guys, as we go through the show. Comments, questions, um, you can leave them throughout the show, or we'll even we'll even do a little segment at the end, um, and you can get all your comments and questions on in there. Um, we'll tell you when that's coming up. But if you if you do drop them through the show, I'll try to keep up. We'll try to do them. I also have a huge favor for y'all to ask. Go to iTunes right now, not right now. Go to iTunes tomorrow when this episode uh, gets there. Subscribe to us, rate and review us. Um, you can, you know, maybe warn the people that we do have faces for radio. So tell them not to watch the live show. I'm just kidding. Definitely yeah. watch the live show too. But um, we de- we definitely have the face for podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, leave us a leave us a review, please. A great one would be nice too. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you. I would really appreciate it. Yep. 
And we also have some big news. If you follow us on Twitter, which I assume how you got here, you do. New content. New mm. content. New mm. riders. Mm. New people mm. part of the More Important Issues team. Landon's going to tell you a little bit about them real quick. Yeah, so I'm just going to mention who we have riding for us um, and kind of what they're covering. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. And uh, you can follow them also. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have Dylan Scott, who will be covering football for us. Um, Peyton Younts um, will also be covering football. Trent Lawson will be covering basketball. Austin Brown will be covering football. Charlie Howard will be covering football as well and maybe doing some Lady Vols for us. So that'd be cool. Yeah, we're really working hard to um, try to cover all sports and um, – making sure we've got everything on campus all the time covered. We're trying to bring you 24-7 content starting with the 2019 football season, um, and we, we're we trying to get a team together to do that. We're really excited about this team. We think they will help us get there. That's why they're here. Yep. And so we have uh, Dylan Taylor. that He will be covering baseball and, and some football recruiting. And then Malik Allen we have doing um, basketball. And then Dakota Robertson will be doing um, basketball and a little bit of football on the side. So – Got some mix and match, um, covering a couple of sports. Hopefully, we get um, more people to do other sports. That yeah, and a lot of people don't cover. I, I didn't release an article yesterday. I'm going to be working through the season, kind of hitting on. Um, I'm not going to have a specific sport, but since we don't have everybody for every sport, we do have them for the main sports. I will be trying to kind of hit on those lesser, not only football and basketball and baseball, but also those lesser, um, you know, I guess published sports. Try to get them out there more. Yeah, so. I'm also going to try to write every once in a while. Um, I like recruiting, so I'll probably stick with a lot of recruiting. Yeah. Um, probably a lot of baseball as well. There you go. Um, super excited about that. Make sure you go to armchairallamericans.com. Check that out, obviously, on Twitter at more underscore issues. And you can find all those guys um, on our Twitter. You can find all those articles uh, recently on our Twitter line, so check them out. Yeah. Let's jump into, into this episode. Man, there's not much football to talk about. But we're going to find a way to talk about it. Absolutely. Next Friday, we are a little less than a week, or a little over a week away, excuse me. little, yeah, less or over a week away from um, fall camp. Yeah. It's right around the corner. I, I'm i relieved. <laughs> I am. Uh, I mean, I just, I want it to get here. I can see every day the hype of Tennessee football growing and growing. I don't like it. Let's just get here. Let's just start playing before the yeah. hype gets too much. I mean, it happens every year. It does, yeah. You start talking yourself into eight and nine wins. Um, reality sets in right before the season. Um, and then the first game gets here and you're back to eight and nine wins, maybe even ten wins. Yeah. it. I don't know how we do it every year, guys, but we do it. Yep. I. Um, we'll continue to do it. We'll continue to do it. <laughs> if we win 15 games this year, we know it's not going to happen. I can't imagine what the expectations would be next year. Oh, I'll be in jail, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, I we you can see it every day. Everyone talking about the, the you know, Garantano is going to come in and be this great leader. And, and some of, you know, you got to buy into that hype a little bit because a lot of people are and a lot of people believe, you know, he's taking steps this offseason. Then you add in Jim Chaney to the mix. You, you, you do kind of have to believe he's gotten better. I don't know how much better. And then you just um, – I saw an article today that said, you know, we, and this is a fact, we do have the most returning starters in the SEC – and then the rest of the um, title of the article carried on with, that's proven to be a really helpful in the SEC or something like that. And I was like, nope, I'm not reading that article because I know what it's going to tell me and I'm not going to like it. Nope. So, yeah, I, every year we do this same same routine. Um, and in my conspiracy with the uh, national media still continues. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not buying into it. Um, I'm obviously excited about 
Tennessee football, UT sports, but that's just because of, I, I don't know why I had this, you know, I chose this life, but I did and I'm here. It's yeah. not really, a, I believe we can win, but it's not like I wouldn't bet on it either. If that makes sense. I, yeah, I know why I do it. I know why I'm stupid. I just don't like being stupid. So your glasses every time <laughs> for sure. Um, the more, like I said, more, more of that kind of pumped up stuff, which this is crazy to me. So Daryl Taylor is on three award watch lists, but didn't make an SEC preset. Nope. I don't understand. So let's get into that real quick. Can you pronounce these names? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of. I've been to um, Wikipedia then those bad boys. Um, so the Nagurski. Let trophy? me, let me know what you think about Landon's pronunciation. Nagurski. He's trying. Nagurski. Um, that goes to the best defensive player. Um, so they actually, with those, they pick a high school, college, and pro defensive player that wins this award. Um, or, yeah, so so that's not, that's, yeah, that's right. Um, and since 2014, it has been a defensive um, slash linebacker that's won that award. Um, Wait, so... In college, it's, but it's all it's it's a defensive award. Is that what you're saying? Or it's not a defensive award. It is a defensive award, and a linebacker's won it the last. Yeah, a linebacker okay. slash DN, so edge rusher just. Oh, okay, okay. Darrell Taylor. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's why I point that out. Um, the Buckus Award is the best linebacker, and then the Bednarik um, is the best college defensive player. And like you said, Darrell Taylor has been added to the watch list of each of these three things and was not put on a SEC preseason. And they had three teams. Yep. That's what blows my mind about it. It's not like he just wasn't in that, you know, first and second mix, which after, you know, even after the year he had, he probably should have been. But even, you know, on the top, nowhere in the top three, come on. Yep. Come on. So the Butkus Award, I do apologize. I stand corrected. It, that's the one that has a high school gotcha. okay. pro and college player. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, I think Josh Allen won the Nagurski Award last season. Like the Buffalo Bills Josh Allen? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, yeah, I mean, you just – I don't understand how – I mean, is it the national, is it the SEC media trying to keep us humble? Are they trying to help us fall fans, the SEC media? Yeah. They're like, we're not – no, like – Callaway accidentally snuck on there. They forgot he played for Tennessee. Yeah, they were trying to help us out. I think because he had dreads, of course. <laughs> he they thought oh they thought he played for Ole Miss because of that graphic. Yes, that's why they got confused. Yes, absolutely, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. I just don't get like how the the returning <clears throat> SEC leader in sacks does not make a preseason team. Yeah, I I don't understand it at one bit. Who's actually. voting? I want to know who votes because somebody picked us, so I want to know who that is. <laughs> Somebody had not only picked us to win the East, they picked us to win the whole damn thing. It was that Richard West guy, that fake account for, I think it says Richard West KNS. It was that guy. Okay. I think <laughs> he it, did it. I think it was um, Matt Jones. Oh, cond- oh, he just like, <laughs> he was like, oh, this would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's Matt Jones okay. getting back at us. Okay. That's funny. Bar- I think it was Barstool, Kentucky, tweeted an account of, speaking of Kentucky, of, um, Tyler Hero um, shooting, and they called him a walking bucket. I don't understand. I don't understand it either. But recruiting. 
recruiting. Some more Tennessee stuff. We're going to talk about, so 247 has been the talk of the town. <laughs> and, hey, what they say, there's no such thing as bad publicity, at least not to everyone but Tennessee fans. I mean, they're, they might have seen a significant drop in Tennessee subscriptions. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've never seen Vol Twitter well, if you notice, take it easy on The anyone. past couple of days, they've put out there, if you buy a month, you get two free. So, Probably just for Tennessee fans. Exactly. That's what I think. Because, <laughs> I mean, they will not take it easy on, on a soul. Yeah. They dropped the ball. Yeah. Probably and, and, I mean, I'm with you. Don't. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not telling you to boycott them because I don't want Ryan Callahan to come after me. Right. But you do you. You do what you believe in. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's weird that Harrison Bailey um, won the Rivals Challenge. He was the MVP of the Rivals Challenge. And he... And dropped, he's dropped 125 spots since he committed to Tennessee. I don't understand. He's dropped 49 since winning or uh, coming in second at the Elite 11, right? So he did not – I don't know. That was not in order. Uh, that okay. was, but he was um, in the top group. Yeah. I, I don't know. So, so, so he dropped 47, picked him outside of the top 11, which – that doesn't make any sense because he was in the Elite he 11. He literally competed in the Elite 11. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't understand the – if he dropped like six, seven, let's even say 15 spots. Okay, maybe. 49 spots, though, since then? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. And this – I want to point this out. This is before – this is all during – he hasn't played a game and he's dropped 125 yeah. spots. Why are we putting so much emphasis on camps and not actually – actual games played that doesn't make any sense to me is it based on i mean what's it based on is he not picking up offers this year because he's been committed the whole time i mean he didn't run a good 40 time he didn't run a good shuttle uh l drill oh good he's a quarterback i don't yeah yeah exactly like (laughs) i mean i i i I, I am getting heated about it but i i think that's again the orange in me i really don't care if you win i don't you can be a six round pick if you win me six super bowls who cares when you got picked Yep. I mean, that like ratings in the grand scheme of things don't matter if you win. Right. If you lose now, everyone's going to point to that and say, oh, well, we, we were right the whole time. It just seems that because he's a Tennessee commit that he's going down the rankings. That's it, what people were upset about. Because right. the timeline matches up. No, I mean, it, that obviously is unfortunate for two or seven because, like you said, the way it happened, the time, yep. the time it happened. I will give him this. I mean, Keyshawn Lawrence moved up three spots. Down three spots. I thought he moved up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Who moved up? Sorry. I got that wrong. Antonio Johnson? Yeah. Antonio Johnson moved up 12 spots. Yeah. So it's obviously not just the Tennessee. Cooper Mays moved up. And Cooper Mays moved up significantly. Yeah. So. He's 73 spots. And that's because he went to the opening and basically just shut down the whole. Yeah. He balled out. Defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give 247 that. They can point to those things. But yeah. the Harrison Bailey thing, I just don't understand because, like you said, since that's happened, you haven't played any games. He had a fine junior season. Goes and competes with the best in the country and moves down 129 spots. Yeah. And then in the last ranking, moved down 49 since competing against the best in the country. And there were some guys that weren't there due to injury. But, oh, what, what is he then? The top 12? <laughs> like yeah, Definitely top 12. What, oh, so two guys missed it. He's at least in the top 13, though, if he doesn't beat them? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I, again. It doesn't make any sense. Again, just win. I don't care if he moves up by the end of his senior year. Just come in here and win, and all is forgiven. Two four seven can be wrong. Prove them wrong. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's just bulletin board material for yourself. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, we are ranked twenty seventh in recruiting class. That is low, um, but it's also July, and 
no football is being played yet. And how many guys are kind of waiting to see that are like on the fence about Tennessee or maybe even kind of have made up their mind about Tennessee waiting to see what plays out this year? I think a ton, uh, especially all the in-state prospects that we have that we're in the running for. Um, guys like Amari Thomas, uh, Bryson Eason, Chris Morris, those guys are out of Memphis. You have Tyler Barron out of Knoxville, Jay Hardy out of um, Chattanooga. So those those five guys are all four stars, so highly rated prospects. And I think they are just kind of waiting to see how good Tennessee is. Yeah, I, I hope that's the case because, like you said, ranked 27th isn't hot. So I hope that's the case, kind of waiting yep. to see it play out. But right now, Jeremy Pruitt and his staff are just selling – a dream. Mm-hmm. They're not selling. It's not Alabama. It's not even Georgia. Um, it's not Dan Mullen at Florida who, you know, have a track record of, yeah, we win or we, you know, or we um, get you to the NFL or we uh, help develop you, whatever their selling point is because right. they can prove it. We don't have that right now. Now, Jeremy Pruitt can say, oh, well, I did this at Florida. I did this at Georgia, whatever, but it's not real yet because now it's, you're in a different place. You're with a different staff. And Jeremy Pruitt's a first-year head coach. How many guys are waiting to see it play out? I hope a lot, and I hope, and I think Jeremy Pruitt can, um, you know, can do this thing. This year is going to be. I'm not saying this year is the make or break. This year is going to be a big selling point. Yeah, like a big. We find out what kind of what he's made of, I guess. And I think you've seen a difference in the type of guys we're recruiting. Um, you look at last season. I mean, look who. Darrell Taylor said the strongest guy on the team was. That's a freshman, Elijah Simmons. Um, we're getting guys. Look, look at our wide receivers right now. Do you see anybody? Do you see any of our receivers just blowing by DBs? No. Exactly. We talked about Cause, that. Yeah, because you, you, they're probably running four, five, four sixes. Tyler Bird, maybe. Yeah, Tyler. I would say Tyler Bird and Josh Palmer probably does a good job. Jordan Murphy, but other than that, and there's what's the no, freshman that ran the good forty time? Uh. Jared Means or Ramel Keaton? Jared Means, maybe. Yeah, so he, he might have a good 40 time. But, um, I mean, you're looking at guys that were recruiting just at the wide receiver position. Rakeem Jarrett um, is a 4-4 guy. Uh, Jalen Hyatt out of Dutch Fork, the same high school that Bryce Thompson went to. Um, they're good buddies, and he runs a 4-3-1. Yeah. That's what he was clocked at at the opening. Trying to get faster guys. Yeah, so guys, I mean, and, and bigger guys, too. Elijah Simmons, good God, he's like – 350 pounds. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt talked about it when he said about, you know, getting size on. That's not the key to success, but it's a good starting point. Because at this point, they weren't even in a position to really compete. Yeah, and and he talked about how he had guys playing offensive line at 280 pounds. You're not going to win many games when you have 280-pound offensive line. At that point, they're a tackling dummy for the (laughs) defense. Yeah. I mean, you're – yeah, you're basically like – that's the size of tight ends. Yeah, it's not very big. So, it's not very big. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it is low, and but I, I wouldn't look too much into it. It is July. Tennessee is set for a big recruiting weekend this weekend as uh, as dead period finishes up. Um, they'll have that big barbecue. Oh. Slash little. pool party slash, I don't know, they it's, might go to Hannah's. It's I don't just know a barbecue. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what they'll do, but, you know, it's, it's a good recruiting weekend. You know, a lot of – some guys commit during this time. Um, I think Roman Harrison was one of them last year. So, you know, some guys to look out for. Um, Bryson Eason, I think he will be in town. Mm-hmm. Um, four-star from Whitehaven, Tennessee's really pushing his recruitment as of late. Um, and then, you know, 
like I, I mentioned earlier, those in-state guys, Tyler Barron, um, which I think he's more of a, a wait-and-see kind of guy. He's from Knoxville, so I think getting him on campus is not going to be very difficult at all. So, Right. We will see. But, you know, I'm – I'm not going to look too much into Harrison Bailey dropping too much. I, it is weird, but, you know, we'll see come football time how good he actually is. It's weird, but just win. Yep. Just win. That's I all mean, I care about. He threw for like 2,800 yards and 33 touchdowns in his junior year. Threw for 29. I think he ran in for four, so 33 total touchdowns. Sounds good to me. I'm okay with it. Yeah. What <laughs> position is he playing? Yeah. Um. Okay. QB1. Yeah, don't be – yeah, I'm not going to look too much into it. Speaking of QB1, have they announced, like, when that – did they do his third season? So, I know they – so, Spencer Radler, the quarterback, the freshman quarterback at Oklahoma, they said they, they were following him around, but they have not released when that actually is going to start. Okay. And I haven't seen anything on the internet, like a leak or anything, so I hmm. don't know. I don't maybe know what happened there. There might be some NCAA violations. So, is it just one person they were following around? I know he was one of them. There's always, like, a big name. Right. And then there's, like, Justin Fields, Jake Fromm, where the, the two that, before him. I enjoy that show a lot. And Jake Fromm actually talked about how much he enjoyed doing it. And he feels like his buddies enjoyed doing it, too. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I thought it, I, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, Gives you a different perspective. And I think Sam Hartman, the, the guy who's on there last year, he's a, he was a starting quarterback at Wake Forest. Oh, did he end up starting? Yeah. I didn't follow. I think the only one I've really followed up. Um, and Tate, t- um, well, yeah, Tate, but I mean, really, just Jake Fromm. So they don't have anything on their Twitter. Their last tweet was in August of 2018. Yeah, on QB1, it's Twitter. I don't know. It's weird. Very strange. I thought it. I mean, it seemed to do well. I guess maybe um, after the whole Tate Martell thing, they were already kind of looking at. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this anymore. Yep. <laughs> um, that's funny though. I I enjoyed the show a lot, and we'll get into a similar show. Not, I guess, not similar, but. It's yeah. a docu-series, so yeah. maybe. Um, we'll get into that later. But we're going to talk about, uh, because Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern made it a issue, or made it a, you know something to talk about, um, game attendance. He believes it's down because of cell phones and because of the, I guess, screen generation that is upon us. And, I mean, I think he's right to an extent. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Again, I don't think that's the main issue one bit. But I mean, what changes? Like, how many people are, and they still may not, it may not be a loud environment, but how many people are at games more often if they just have cell phone signal in a stadium or in an arena? Yeah. I mean, you, you see a lot of uh, girls and some guys that go to tailgates just to take a picture. Yeah. And then they go home. So, I mean, I, I don't think cell phone is the biggest thing. I do think, um, Having access to all these games on your television. It's a it, big difference. Yeah. I mean, you have you can pretty much watch any game with a television package. Yep. So, I understand that perspective. I think t- Tennessee is going to fill up big games regardless. I've got four vol- for the volunteers on my notes, win. If you win, Neyland Stadium's full. Period. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even, even if you don't, big games are still going to fill up. You're yeah. going to sell out Neyland for Florida, Georgia – Alabama. Yep. Every single time. Um, you know, the lower opponents, you're not you're not going to sell out, probably. You didn't when we were really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, you filled it up more than, like, more than what we are now, but mm-hmm. you, you 
you when we were good, we you still get tickets handed to you at work or at you know uh, at church. You still get that kind of stuff handed to you, like because the little games are just different. Yep, and it's always going to be that way regardless. But yeah, if Tennessee just wins, you fill up the stadium. Period. Yeah. For eighty percent of the season. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that that's just the way Tennessee is now. Other programs, it's probably a lot different. Yeah. Um. Probably. You know, the Pac-12 is an issue. They play so late, so it's hard to. Well, it's well, still it, it, eight o'clock their time, or whatever. right? But I mean, it. That's still like still a later late. Game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still seven o'clock. I guess their time. Yeah. It's still a late start. But yeah, I mean, when you another thing that I think is the biggest reason is prices and I'm not, and yeah, ticket prices are absurd. And then concession prices. I can't, the cheapest, the deal in Neyland stadium for a souvenir cup and a hot dog is $12. Yeah. That's stupid. And then a beer is going to be by itself, 10 bucks, 12 bucks. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, absurd. And I mean, I think beer is going to help some people get to a game now. For Tennessee, I think a lot of people are like, you know, I can just go sit at home and drink. But there's also going to be some people that are like, I'd rather be at a bar than watching this crap. I mean, that that crowd's still going to be there. And that's another thing is is bars. I can I can go to a bar and watch six, six games at a time. Mm-hmm. Drinks, food's a lot cheaper than going to a stadium and only having one game. And I don't. I'm a person when Tennessee's on, I all want to watch Tennessee. I don't go to a house if someone if someone if I go to a game or go to a house and they're like, we're watching the Tennessee game. And during a commercial break, or even, I mean, even halftime, I don't necessarily like it. And they flip to another game, I'm either leaving, or, or I'm going to be like, hey, don't do that again. Like, I'm there to watch Tennessee. That's the game I want to watch. Now, at a bar, it's fine. I can, on commercial breaks, I can turn and look at another TV. Right. So, that's good. So, as far as that goes during a Tennessee game, it's very different for me. For some people, I understand. Maybe you don't have the same passion. It's okay, I guess. I don't understand. I mean, they probably, again, they're probably not going to go to a Tennessee game, though, if there's a really good game on that they're more interested in. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at it as like me and you, we are going to go to the games regardless. Right. And there's, there's, I would like to see something different though. I would like to see, you know, something included with our season tickets. If you look at the Browns, they got a little package and we got that program. They always do some kind of cool gimmick with the tickets. Yes. But even the Browns, they gave him like socks and gloves. Like that's cool. I would like maybe maybe a parking pass somewhere, because it's it's difficult to park. I mean, yeah. especially if you're not wanting to spend, you know, forty bucks. It's you're gonna have to walk a long ways. I mean, I think they definitely need to do something about the prices of park. I'm I'm fine when you go to events like that. I'm fine with paying to park to an extent. And like the prices of places like G10, the prices of play of places around the stadium is absurd. Yeah. And if you want to, and I guess you just, you have people that want to pay for that you know, exclusiveness or whatever. But that, I mean, it's just crazy. It's it's crazy. It, there's so many different factors that keep people away from the stadium. And, and I feel like what they're trying, a lot of schools are trying to do, and it's affecting passionate fans, is you're trying to cater to average fans. They want to do all this stuff in Neyland that all these renovations that make it, you know, a better game day experience. You know what's a good game day experience for passionate fans like me? Effing winning. I will sit on a concrete block in 90 degree heat if you win a ball game. Yeah. And I'll show up to every single game. If it's I like mean, that. we'll probably do it if we lose. <laughs> I will. I, yeah. I will. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will. I sat in a freaking high school stadium and watched us lose to Vanderbilt. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll do it. 
But quit trying to cater to average fans. Win and create passionate fans. The reason Tennessee has so many passionate fans right now is because we grew up and we either all we knew was Tennessee winning for a while or all we've heard about is Tennessee winning for you know, like our yeah. parents and our brothers, mm-hmm. older brothers and sisters, cousins talked about it. Quit trying to cater to average fans because average fans aren't going to stick around when it gets hard. If if you don't take care of the stuff on the field and you create some, you do some billion dollar uh, stadium renovation, well, in 10 years when you suck again, you're not going to put 90,000 people in it a season yep. because those all you've done is create average fans. Win, build the product on the field up, and you fill up that stadium for decades on decades on decades. And I feel like the the tailgating experience hasn't really changed. I mean, I haven't been tailgating a ton my whole life, but from when we've been tailgating the past four years, yeah, it's. I mean, it's been the same thing. I feel like it's a good atmosphere. Yeah, and it's definitely kind of similar to how it is in the stadium in terms of big games. It's huge. Little games, meh, still fun. You know, numbers-wise, not as big, but still fun. But, I mean, again, that's the passionate fans. If you want to – average fans will tailgate for the big games. Mm-hmm. So, you'll have a mix. You'll have the passionate and the average. Yep. If you want to find out who the passionate fans are, who is tailgating for a 12, 12 p.m. kickoff? That's a, that's your passionate fan. I mean, seriously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> we're there. I've been I've been to our, part, our spot as early as 9 a.m. Yeah. So – And, and there's, there's people there way before us. I don't know about way – uh, we're we're pretty early, I know. But I mean, you get those people who <laughs> yeah, like. No, I, you swear they slept the there. Yeah, you they, swear yeah. they slept there. It's been the night because I was up early, butt naked in the kitchen making eggs. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they still beat me there. But yeah, I I get you got to sell the product. You got to do that. But your product's not going to last long if you're catering to the average fan. Yeah, it's not going to last long. Do do what makes passionate fans because you're in the you're in a very different business. You're in a business, but you're in a very different business. Cater to the passionate fans, and you will cater to the average fans if you win. Yeah. The average, because especially in this Instagram culture, in this social media culture, if all these average fans see all these passionate fans having fun at games, taking pictures, videos, traveling across the country, you know what those average fans who want to be around that do? They do the same thing. Yeah. So you'll cater to the average fans, Absolutely. but cater to the passionate ones first. Make season tickets prices, make season ticket prices reasonable. Yeah. Average fans aren't going to buy them regardless. Cater to the cater to the um, passionate ones, and you'll pick up the average ones along the way. I promise. It's, I mean, it's just part of it. Yep. It, it's it's part of it. I, and and I like what you're saying. Cater to them, and I, I think that involves, you know, giving them some sort of incentive. Or yeah. I mean, good lord, if I got if I spend twelve hundred dollars on two season tickets, and that's in the upper deck. I spent twelve hundred dollars on that, and I get a book of tickets like, yeah, that I'm you're like, gonna throw away when you're done cutting out the tickets. Right? Yeah. What am I gonna do with that? Why yeah, not? I mean, I would like if I got a T-shirt. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Or a hat or something. I mean, something. You know, a parking pass to. If it was a parking lot, like it was like the ad campus, which is far. Yeah. You got to you got to time it to catch a bus. I mean that's yeah. Still like that's it's something. Or so, make like it you said cater to the average fans. Yeah. Give them a little something for their support. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think they've got to find a way to keep 
the passionate fans passionate. Because if I, you if you do what you're doing now, it's it's only going to get worse. Yeah, and I think since coming in, I think obviously we've made a point to fix the on field issue, and I think that's the first solution to the problem. Winning solves everything. You can have the crappiest stadium in the world, and if you win, no one's going to say. Oh, I mean, I shouldn't say no one's going to say worth. There's always going to be those people, but not the people who genuinely care and the people who you know they're not going to say a word because yep. they're not there to use the bathroom in a nice restroom. <laughs> they're there to see you win. Yeah. So go win. If you were winning more ball games, I, you wouldn't hear me complaining about your freaking hot dog prices. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I true, mean, yeah. I, bottom line. Yeah. Like that, that's just how, I mean, cause I mean, not to do it. And, and then game. people aren't worried about troughs. They're not worried about how <laughs> yeah. gross the bathrooms are. No, they're not worried about the lines to get to the bathroom. The men's restroom. How is there a line in a men's restroom? That's what I'm Cause there's about. more women's restrooms in a stadium and in Thompson Moyne arena than there are men's restrooms, which is good in theory until you realize, oh, we're at a sporting event where it's like a four to one male to female population. <laughs> so it's very different. Yeah, they yeah, the logistically though ninety percent of the women are probably in the student section. <laughs> probably. But yeah, I I I am happy to say I think we're trying to fix the on field pro- product. I don't think the attendance at UT is gonna be a problem in the next five years. I, I hope. Um I mean it's probably gonna be Less like everybody else is, because yeah, in the SEC, this we that SEC averaged seventy four thousand one hundred eighty five fans per game. Um, that was the lowest it's had since two thousand three. And a lot of that, I mean, SEC Network. Think yeah, that. and and the good thing about the SEC is they make up a lot of they lose they you know lose a little bit in that, um, you know, in, in revenue from tickets, but they're making it up with TV. So it right. kind of equals out. Yeah. So they, you know, they got in at the right time for that for sure. But yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be at you. I'm gonna be at Neyland regardless. There's gonna be sixty thousand, seventy thousand other passionate fans like me and you that are gonna be at Neyland regardless. Just win. We'll show up for every single game. We'll come to a few away games, and I promise when average fans start seeing how much fun we're having, they'll show up too. Yeah, that's absolutely. just how it goes. Um, let's move on. Stay on that for a while. I can get on a tangent. Real quick, I had a question on here. Will Crouch play defense or offense? I think because of the need, he's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're just not. I mean, unless it, the injuries, you know, that may create a need on the offensive side of the ball, I see him playing linebacker. Yeah, I, I think that's where he's set up for success. I mean, you look at the NFL, do you see any guys his size run the football? Right. I mean. It's different, yeah. for sure. Um, I both agree on that, and I, I, I think that's the way it's going to be. Um, guess we'll find out more in fall camp though. Yep. Um, we're all going to touch on last chance. You, I know we just talked about QB one. So I said something similar to, uh, QB one. Um, my first initial thought of the new season, F Jason Brown. F yeah. I can't stand him. He's a shithead. If you love players, you love kids. You don't talk to him like that. I'm sorry. No. You can't. No, it's the same thing. I tell, you know, some of the, you can't, act the way you act and then just say, I'm sorry, I love you and move on. No, if you, if you're sorry and you love me, show me with your actions. Don't just move, you know? And he's like, you know, these, these guys have my back and these guys know I care about them. You know, it's unfortunate to say this. A lot of those guys, it's the only guy that they've ever had in his corner. Yeah. Jason kind of, to an extent, he is in their corner to an extent, but, and, and I, I, I understand where he's coming from on so many things, but he presents them in the wrong way. Like he's like, my reputation, my job's on the line. If you mess up, you're out of here. I get that to an extent. But, you know, there's so many other ways to solve that, to to go about that. And he doesn't. 
Yeah, his he's a, his, his he's a dick. His constant threats in the middle of the season, it's like, oh, I'll cut you because I don't like you. Oh, I'll fire all of y'all. Yeah, because y'all aren't doing it the way I want to do it. And like, I mean, who wants who wants a coach? Who wants to coach for somebody that's gonna you have to walk on eggshells for? If you can't disagree with somebody, yeah, and be scared for your job, that's that that's not gonna work. And You're at not least win any football games like that. Defense coordinator, he fired him. I don't really think we understood that full story. And at least I understood that he fired that linebacker coach because he wasn't doing his job, like checking rooms. Fine, fair. Then that QB coach resigns. Who I'm not saying he's a. We didn't really get to hear him talk much football, but he at least held it together better than that other guy did. He was doing a decent job of holding that group together. Yeah. And he resigns not because of the kids, because of, he said, a toxic environment. And you didn't even ask. You were just like, yeah, I'm going to tell you to quit or resign right now immediately and leave. I'm like, you didn't even ask, like, why you're resigning or. No. You didn't. Because he knows. He he definitely, he knows why people don't want to play for him. They don't want to coach for him. And the whole Malik Allen thing kills me because it's like. Malik Henry. Sorry, Malik Allen. Apologies, (laughs) man. (laughs) Um, Malik Henry thing, like he lied to the team or he lied to Malik, one or the other, and yep. neither are right. No, he was like, oh yeah, that's not what he told me. Yeah. And we knew it. Yeah. He, he and Jason Brown knew he didn't bring him in. He brought him in because Jay Jones was hurt and he was scared to yeah. play anybody else. And which is crazy. Cause I'm not saying those two guys are great, but they were good for Juco level quarterbacks. Yeah. Good enough. And Jay Jones, I don't know what his deal is, but... He should have said Georgia Tech. That man can run, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, oh, they run too much. I mean, what did you think? And he just, I mean, every time he felt pressure, he tucked it and ran. <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch a Georgia Tech game before yeah, you committed there? that was a pretty poor recruiting process. <laughs> yeah. Did you not know who Paul Johnson was? Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty rough. I was uh, like, how does that make any sense? But um, I... I like the season. I like the show. I like the idea of it. I, I wish they'd move on from Independence. I don't really like those school. They are now, aren't they? Or they announce it? I, they have announced where they're okay. going. I assume they'll probably go somewhere else. I am happy for the new coach. I can't remember his name. Harris? Coach Harris? Yeah, I like him. He's a good like guy. Him. Yeah. Um, he, he dealt with Jason Brown. About as much. I'm impressed that he did it for at least three seasons. He lived with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That'd I, be terrible. I mean. I, I, would, I didn't even know there'd be enough room. In a house with Jason Brown's head. Yeah, I know. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he's a great football mind either. Who the Harris guy? No, oh, Jason, Jason Brown. Brown. Oh no, he's just a good, he's a good recruiter. Yeah, and he's like, I'll motivate you all. You all weren't that good on in games. No. Who did you motivate? Yeah, um, and it's one thing to cuss. Like, I think cussing's funny to an extent, but once you're threatening people, no, it's just like calling people. You know. It's all the all the stuff he has said, them. yeah. All the stuff he has said to them to belittle them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, to that's what bothers me. Yeah, like to put yourself so high. You're a JUCO coach. Like you're nothing great. I mean, these kids, they went to D one. Most of them yeah. did, and then they had to go back to JUCO because <laughs> they had some issues. But that's the highest you've been. They've yeah. been higher than you. And he's his whole. Well, I'm not changing. I am who I am, dude. That's good in theory, but in reality, like. Sometimes you just need to fix your shit. Yeah. Somebody said and that. And he's not willing to do it. And, like, that's, like, so if you want people to respect you because you are who you are, then shouldn't you respect the kids for being who they are? Yeah. He was like, oh, I mean, that's, uh, that's how I was raised. I don't mean it's right. Yeah. I'm like, dude, somebody abused you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the way. Uh, no, I mean, I, 
it is definitely, it was the toxic environment. It was, you watched it because it was hilarious to see him just fall apart. I'll be yeah. honest. You're cheering against him and you're cheering for every kid on that roster. Yep. One of my favorite videos ever. Um, I took, he threatens to get a ref's job, which is funny. Did you see this on Twitter? Yeah, I'll have your job. Yeah. Did you, you did see it? Yeah. That was an, it was a catch all the way. Yeah. I was like, I hope that ref sent in. I would email it to him tomorrow. I'd text it to him. Hey, Jason, yeah. just want to let you know that I had a great call here. You, however, had a poorly coached game. Yeah. <laughs> but I needed you to see this. Um, also, who still has their job and who doesn't? Okay. Yeah. Also, I'm moving up to D1 because of this call. I sent this to my, my – yeah. My <laughs> overall thought on the series, there wasn't enough football. And no, I know that had wasn't. to do with the team not being as good and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I liked – um, EMCC because they showed so much football. Yeah, and here, God, how crazy is it to go from Buddy, who you think treats the players like crap, to Jason Brown? Yeah, and I mean, this man thinks he is the hottest thing in the world. He sits in his freaking hot tub with a cigar. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, no one thinks you're cool. And dude, like him scrolling through people like. Have posted about it. I hope he replies to me one day. I mean, I'm just like you dude, come on the show. Full I'll call of yourself. Do you think yeah. you are? No, he definitely he loved the rock star life. He was like he'd talk to coach. He'd be like, man, it's all Hollywood around here now. You're all Hollywood. Yep, you're all Hollywood. But yeah, no, it was. But they showed, and I get they show like families and stuff. But like, I don't need to see some defensive coordinators' family. I don't know. I thought that was a cool part of the show. Getting to see like behind. I, I, I mean, cool. I, I think it's cool, but you should. I'd rather get see, the football. Like, I'd rather see, watch it because of football. I'd rather see that than college kids partying. <laughs> that was the lamest party I've ever seen. I think in my you. Life. I think we all know they do that on nights before games too. Right. And then, but you don't get to see the behind the scenes with the fan. Like they lived on a community college campus, and that's gonna be a hard life. And I hope that defense coordinator he seems to do a pretty good job. Hopefully, he makes it one day because they yeah. deserve it. I agree with so, that. But I thought it was cool to see. I that just wish there was more football in it. I definitely agree with that part of it. Like more football, yeah, but. That that was a story I enjoyed seeing. Kalen Kalen Davis, yeah, he's probably my favorite person on. Yeah, no, he is besides Ronald Ollie. I I thought Ollie was a big baby, whereas Kalen, he was a big baby, but everybody still like loved him. Like he yeah. was. Oh, he definitely had that likable attitude. Yeah, but but Kalen Davis, you cheer for that man. Yeah. I mean, what I want to know, like he had to write a twenty-page paper. I went to a four-year school and never had to write a twenty-page paper. What are they doing in community college? <laughs> I think I had to write a 20-page research paper. I don't remember. It was long. I'm trying to remember how many pages it was. But I do remember thinking that, like, dang, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. 20 um, pages? Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. But good um, for him. I mean, he's going to Arkansas State. Yeah, absolutely. For him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got some Twitter questions, another, maybe from other places. But What do you think about Bobby questions. Bruce? Man, it sucks. I It kind of sucks. I mean, you kind of... The way he talked in the first season, the way he acted, you kind of knew that was going to happen. Like, yeah. and then afterwards, he's like, you know, when he's they're doing the interview, he's like, man, he's like, it wasn't, you know, everyone. He didn't say this directly, but like, pretty much everyone's out to get me. Like, you know, it wasn't really nothing. Nah, dude, you walked out of a room that got broken into with a bag. Yeah. Like, no matter what was in the bag, that looks sketchy. Do you not look on the wall to see if yeah. there's a camera before you and, do something? Like and that? there was stuff missing. Like, nah, no one was out to get you. You did something stupid and got caught. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I, and he was just arrested before this season. I just, Mister can't get right. Right, he's playing on a semi-pro team. So, oh really? Yeah. Uh, it was like I can't remember the name of it, but it was like two like mascot names. 
It's like me. I've got three first names. This team has two, <laughs> two mascot names for their names. Dang it, Bobby Bruce. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Twitter questions. So, Neelam Mafia, our boy. Oh, I haven't heard from him in a while. I know. It's good to, good yeah. to have you back. Um, he said, what is a starting offensive line without Trey Smith? Rough. <laughs> also, <laughs> drop some before we do this, drop some questions if you have them in the Periscope. I've got to pull it up. I will see them. I'm somewhat positive. Um, sorry about that. But, yeah, go back to your question, um, or Neil Mafia's question. It's hopefully better than last year because you did bring in some talent, mm-hmm. but that's all freshman talent. Yeah. So, again, rough. I want to say maybe. I want to say better than last year. I do still want to say better than last year. I, I do, too. I, I think with – the offensive overall scheme will be better, mm-hmm. especially to fit. So help them out yes. more. Um, I, I think that for sure. I think starting lineup goes, I've, I don't know if you'll see the two freshmen. Um, you'll see. I mean, you'll, you'll see them, but I don't know if they'll be the starters Wayne, game one. I think Wayne, Wayne, I think he'll be the, I think he'll be a day one starter. Okay. Um, Everything we saw in the spring, I think he's a day one starter. I, I think – that's a good point. Um, he was an early enrollee, whereas Darnell Wright was not. And he so, took a lot of reps with the ones in the spring. Yeah, so, so probably him. Um, and Darnell Wright, I don't think it'll be long before he is named a starter at tackle. So those two guys probably at the tackles. Um, Brandon Kennedy, the center. Um, Jameer Johnson will be a guard. And then, um, I don't know, this other guard is kind of up for grabs. I don't know if um, Jerome Carvin or Ryan Johnson, I, I think it'll be – Maybe between one of those two, um, I don't know. And uh, Calber as well yeah. is another one that people like. So I, I think we'll see at fall camp who it really will be. Um, but as yeah, far you, as if I had to guess, I would say probably Ryan Johnson. You definitely find out more on next Friday, or starting next Friday. You start finding out more. Yep. So that that's for sure. But yeah, I think you I think you see um, Wanye Morris as a starter. Darnell Wright. Don't know. He wasn't here for the spring, so you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of hope with him just based on size and Talent. skill, yeah. yeah. You kind of hope so. But I, I think this line, you mentioned the scheme. I think his scheme's the way Chaney, um, you know, does it up front. I think it definitely helps him out. I think it helps people who lack skill. Yep. It doesn't necessarily help people who lack size. So hopefully that size correct, that problem is fixed. Right. So, next question, what you got? So Eric Conley said it's at – E-convict. Ooh, that's nice. I like it. <laughs> he said, over-under for regular season wins is 6.5 for Tennessee. Give us your thoughts on which games are must-win and your prediction on that Oof. over-under bet. I think um, my must-wins, besides the easy ones, cupcakes, I think you have to beat Vandy this year. And then because of what you did to Kentucky last year, you have to beat Kentucky. Yep, I so would say Kentucky. That's six wins, right? South Carolina is my must-win. Okay. Um, I think you need to beat the streak. So you've got three real must-wins then. Yeah. Outside of your cupcakes. I think Vanderbilt, like, it's it's a must win, and that's why I think it's expected. I think South Carolina is probably the most important win. Yeah, especially the where it falls in the schedule. Right. I would – most important. I think I'd agree with that. I think I would because I think you almost, like you said, was Vandy almost being expected must kind of must win game. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. This is your chance to put you um, – over South Carolina. Right. I, I think they've they've been ahead of us for a while. It's been close. Every game, I think the last four years have been close. Right. So you got to solidify yourself and, you know, pass just, them up. It's I time think, to be must man. Yeah. 
Yeah, and get, get over that Muschamp curse. And I think it was it was one of our articles. I can't remember who wrote it. Peyton, maybe. I liked what he said, kind of how we should. Might have been Austin. No, Austin previewed wide receivers. Um, how he said we should be, we should be more talented than South Carolina this year. Mm-hmm. So definitely take advantage of that, hopefully, and win. Um, but his question was, where do we fall on that line? Right. Yep. I think I'm going to go, if I was betting on it, I think I'm going to take the over. I think I'm saying we get seven wins. If I'm not putting money on it, I might tell you under, and we fall right at six wins. But I I think between six and seven, I I think you get seven wins. I do. Yep. I think you're more likely to get seven wins. I think you have a better chance of winning seven. I should say that. Okay. And then we also have a – Another one. I say seven. Also, I think seven wins. So is, take the is over. Doable. Hammer the over. Um, we just told yeah. you, hammer it. Take the over. <laughs> um, I think we'll find out a lot from the first two games. Yeah. Because BYU is actually a worthy. Yeah, opponent, very formidable opponent. Um, Live, lives too short to bet the under. Bet the over. So Richie Hammett um, also said, predict our record, and who do we lose to, and why? One big thing that makes us lose. Predict the record. And why? Yeah, so I think seven and five. Who we lose to? I think you lose to um, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi State, and probably Missouri. Um, let's see. So I just told you seven wins. I think that's doable. So again, I told you if I'm betting on it, I'm probably taking that over. But if I'm not, if we're just sitting here laying out wins, I might say. I might say six losses. Okay, and a bowl win. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm still – yeah, maybe. I'm just saying, like, I think I could see us potentially losing that BYU game. I agree with your losses. Um, I could see us losing either BYU and maybe South Carolina. Yep. Just where it falls – where it falls in the schedule, I think it is a big chance to grab a good win. But I think it's also a chance to – where you could win, you lose because of where it's out on the schedule. He said predict all – Predict scores of all games. Scores? I'm out on that right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do maybe. that right now. I'll, I'll, after the first game, we'll start predicting scores and stuff. Maybe we can uh, Maybe we can do that right right, right before, before the first game. Yeah, we'll, and we'll just kind of do see. it each, each week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to – again, I told you, I take that over just because I think I think there's a better chance of us winning seven than six. Um, I don't know, you know, versus seven and five – or seven wins versus five wins, I don't, I don't know. But I think if you know, like if you beat like a South Carolina, you go and you you went out yeah. there. I do. Whereas you know, if you beat BYU, doesn't help you win any more ball games. Right. So yeah, that and that's why South Carolina is my most important yeah. where it falls in the schedule and what it means going forward. Right. I agree with that. So yeah, somewhere between I think I think um, I agree with all your wins and losses, and I maybe throw BYU in there. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, so we have another Twitter question. Thanks for all the Twitter questions. Yeah, we, questions, we appreciate that. Twitter Do that every week. Yeah. Every week. Um, so, at Craig, every episode. Craig DeBell. Yeah, I think I said it right. He said, uh, who's most likely to have an, have impact at tight end behind Dominique Wood Anderson? Oof. That's a good question. I think when we previewed, we kind of said. Yeah. That was um, a toss-up. I, I think it's Austin Pope's kind of job to lose to the freshman. Yeah. Um, and maybe Jacob Warren. He's that. had a good spring. He's put on some weight. So we'll see kind of where he's at in his development. But I, I will say watching Jacob Warren in high school, if he puts on weight and, you know, has the size for a tight end, 
he would be a really good tight end. Yep. So I think I agree with Austin Pope just because that's all we know right now. But I think Jacob Warren has the potential there if the size factor is fixed. Yep. And He's I, got great hands, athletic. Jackson Lowe and, and Sean Brown came in and they fit that mold of what Jeremy Pruitt wants in a tight end. Mm. So I think it's Austin Pope's job probably. Um, but as you saw last year, there wasn't too much – production out of anyone besides Dominic Wood Anderson. So. And even his production was pretty light, too. Yeah, and, and I don't see it happening very much this year. Right. I agree with that. Um, is that it? Hold on, you told me. <laughs> oh, who all in recruits are supposed to be at Tennessee this weekend? Ooh. I know there's a lot of 2021 guys. Um, I'll probably have a list by Friday. Um, so maybe talk about that. That'll be a Sunday. Yeah, but a lot Sunday. of a lot of guys haven't announced that they're going to go. I know they're trying to get. Um, you'll see a lot of commits here. You'll see a lot. You'll see Harrison Bailey, uh, Keyshawn Lawrence will be here, um, and they're they're trying to get Tyler Barron. Um, I think he's might go to Ohio State for an official visit. Um, Jay Hardy, they're trying to get here. Bryson Eason, um, you know, they'll try to get Amari Thomas. I don't know if that'll work, but they'll try to get him as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of commits, and they'll, they'll try to get some some guys in here. I'm sure Harrison Bailey would try to get B.J. Ojolari and uh, Eric Gilbert. I think Eric Gilbert's going to Clemson, but he'll probably try to get B.J. Ojolari, which is his high school teammates, try to get him on campus for another visit to Tennessee. Gotcha. So a lot of people on campus this week, hopefully. Yep. You finished a lot of people on campus barbecue. this week for the barbecue. Come on down. Where is it at? Where do they do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, it is I, at a, I think they do it. So, you know that patio area at Neyland Stadium? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I think they do it up there. I don't know where they go to the pool party. You mentioned, yeah, you mentioned pool. That's why, that's why I wondered. Yeah. Maybe, they should. Maybe just the – I would say it'd have to be a big pool, so maybe the – They should just do it right and go to the – Go to the old Bruce Pearl Gettys View house and really have a time out. <laughs> That's <laughs> they what they might. need to do. <laughs> they That's what they should do. Um, anything else for questions? Anybody that's in the Periscope? You guys got anything? No, no, no. no. So we're going to move on to our Jumbotron? We doing that? A couple segments here? Yeah. Awesome. So. Jumbotron. Jumbotron. With so, the oh, you got this. Yeah. Tell us about it. So, VFL director CJ Faton um, has stepped down from his position. He resigned after 14 months at Tennessee. Um, it said that he was exploring um, other opportunities. Um, I don't know what that actually means. I don't know what kind of was the backstory there. Um, but we're looking for a new. VFL director, so we thought we'd include that in our Jumbotron and select who we would like to take over as a VFL director. Was that supposed to take it serious? I mean, you don't have to. Okay, cool. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. <laughs> I don't I do not do peer pressure. Um, yeah, well, for, so I, I went the serious route initially, and I was like, this isn't as much fun. I also don't know who would be interested, because I don't know where all these people are at in their lives and stuff. Yeah, I mean, know? I, I kind of looked at, like, who was – around the program some that who we see at games and stuff like that uh that's kind of how i looked at it 
I went from a strictly not serious point Okay, of view. yeah. What you got? So, number one. First one, Aaron Foster. <laughs> and hear me out. I think this is a good one. Hear me out. He has been through the toughest parts of a athletic um, of an athlete student athlete's life. He can really um, connect with these guys and you know tell them how it operates at this level. And you know, even from the worst case scenario, he can tell you how to get tacos from your coach if you need them. If yeah. you're hungry, so he can really. I think he can help him in every aspect of life. Okay, he's so successful you, in the NFL. So you want to go there? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with somebody else. I'll just throw him in there. This is off the dome. Um, I'm going to go Brian Williams. <laughs> yes. Yes. Brian go, Williams <laughs> loves the fat white women. Um, Who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't? So, so, you know, he likes fat First white off, women. Thick. Or does he, he calls them fat, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he just goes he just, for it. Yeah. He just says it. He says what's on his mind. Um, and I think that's great. I think you need a VFL director who's going to say what's on his mind. I don't think that worked when Butch Jones was here. Um, so, I've, I feel like you could, you could, you could definitely – See a reason why a guy would want to stick up for himself. He's got my vote. Yeah. So Brian Williams and and the v, the VFL coordinator. I think it needs to be not just football. I think it needs to be. All, yeah, we definitely need to expand it. Yeah. Um. I, I I get expanded later. Don't worry. Um. My second one is Travis Henry, another <laughs> guy who um you know and our, our good friend at the Knoxville News Sentinel, John Adam. John Adams is that his name? <laughs> President is that his name? John Adams is the guy who writes. It is okay. Yeah. He said that um, guys who like leave the program early or stuff like that shouldn't be considered VFLs. But people like Travis Henry, and he laid out all these things that a VFL requires, and it's like good character and all this. Travis Henry also has like 14 kids. He owes like hundreds of thousands of dollars in child support. I think he's been arrested for cocaine possession a couple times. Nice. Crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, he's been through the experiences of life that student athletes are going to experience. Um, he's obviously been with the ladies, obviously. If you don't know how babies are made, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. So, he, you know, he's going to be able to tell them how to either fend off the women or how to pick them up, one or the other. Yep. Um, he probably only has experience picking them up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he can tell you how to manage your money because he's been to the opposite side of money management. Okay. Um, so I think he can really help the student athletes in that area of life. I like that one because he's got the 14 kids, you know, that could help recruiting and we're not aware it could, and we're not aware of any drug failed drug tests. So he can also help the student athletes on how to pass drug tests. Exactly. So, okay. I like that I while like under it. the influence of cocaine. Yeah. I like it for a recruiting standpoint. You, you, know, exactly. you, get those, you get those guys on campus. Um, his dad works here. So, you know, that that's gotta be an end, right? Surely. So, number two, I'm going to go Al Wilson. Okay, I like that one a lot. I actually almost went on that on my serious one. Yeah, so this is this is serious. Like, Al, Al Wilson loves the University of Tennessee. To an extent. To an extent, yeah. Not a fan of Gus's anymore. Were you there that night? I, I, I was We won't get into it, but yeah. just that you were there. But Al Wilson loves the University of Tennessee, loves Philip Fulmer. I feel like he would actually do well for the program. There he wouldn't go. let anybody push him around. He would not. Sure. No. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, that man's mean. Um, my next one is actually a little serious with a little bit of comedy on the side. My main man, Bernard King. He's Ooh. been around the program lately. But um, when he left the program, I, I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to tell you what happened. Um, there was some, I think there were rumors. It was never proven of, of theft, maybe. Um, rumors of it. I don't think it was ever proven. But uh, I think for a while he was told never to come back to campus. And now he's here. So... The fact that he came back, man, that's a VFL. Yeah. So, great VFL coordinator um, candidate, I believe. 
Um, and, you know, he's a beloved New York Nick. Get the man on campus. Yeah. Get the man on campus. Okay. And he's got a sweet last name. I love the last name King. That's awesome to me. Also, it had to like it had to it had to be a con man that like originated that last name, trying to convince people he was royalty. Had to be. Ooh, research project. <laughs> that is a good twenty research. pager. Go. That's <laughs> at least that's a minimum twenty pager. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Our good friend. Okay. Bobby Graham. BG, get it. BG. He just had a kid, so that could help with recruiting purposes. He's got more time on his hands now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just feel like he he's around the program. He would do a good job. He he wants what's best for Tennessee, and no matter what, he's always going to have their best interests. Yeah. So, that's why I, I have BG. I also have somebody in the future that I would really like to maybe get in to either coaching or, or get – involved more with the program. And I think Todd Kelly Jr. would do great at being a VFL player. I, I kind of had that thought, too. I am on that. I was on that page with you. And, and then I think Josh Dobbs and Grant Williams, you know, they need to coach here or, or do something <laughs> We need like to get them back this. in orange somehow. Yeah, as soon as they get done with their pro careers, hopefully it's it lasts forever. But if it doesn't, hopefully Tennessee has a job waiting for them. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, Stupidity is an epidemic. Probably us for that segment. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That was a phenomenal segment, first off. So, um, stupidity is an epidemic, though. Stupidity is an epidemic. I think I've just got one. I, d- I do want to mention something because I was going through my screenshots. I meant to do this earlier in the show. Justin Hunter getting a workout with the Patriots. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Where'd Cordell Patterson go? He's not the Patriots anymore, is he? Where is he? Is he back at the, the Bears? The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Yep. Okay. I was like, I don't think he's there. I was about to say two balls maybe at the Patriots, but I was like, I don't think he's there. That's good. Yeah. So, my first one is at Rocky Top Ski Bomb. He says, I think he has us, I think he has more important issues blocked. But anyway, (laughs) he says, I mean, the Vols football season ends in December because they've been terrible. So, if you're buying $130 shoes that you most likely wear five months, you're only paying paying $26 a month to wear a pair of shoes. First of all, I don't think you know how shoes work. That's a great math. It's yeah. great math, though. Yeah, good for him. Um, <laughs> but I don't think you just wear them on game days or through the season. I feel like you wear them. Yeah, I mean, I could maybe understand why he thinks some people do, but like, I personally don't buy shoes just to wear on game days. So if yeah. I bought them, I would wear them all the time. I've seen a lot of people wear them outside of Tennessee football game days. And also, there is basketball and baseball, if you do want to wear them year-round. Like, if you're like, I will only wear them to Tennessee sporting events. Yeah. There are other sporting plenty. events outside of that. <laughs> there's plenty. Um, yeah, so. and it, so it's your, it, it, That was an interesting take. My my thought process is, I'm, I'm not going to buy the shoes. They're not my style. Right. Um, but, I mean, if you want to spend money and buy shoes because you like wearing Tennessee stuff, go for it. Right. Who is he to say that you're paying $26 a month because you only wear them five months out of the year? Yeah, I don't understand the whole standpoint. And he blocked us, so, <laughs> yeah, forget him. Um, my first one is old Matt Daniel at Vols Pit. Picks. <laughs> um, and, Speaking and of 247. <laughs> I'm not even really going after the the fake thing. Do it, whatever. If you're trying to you know get clout and be funny, do it. Don't care. But the um, backtracking he did with Grant Ramey was fantastic. I mean, spin zone of the century. Like, not even spin zone, sorry. Just 
really got his way out of this one. He Grant Ramey tweeted at him. He said, yes, it is fake. Honestly, I didn't think anyone would notice notice it. I didn't tag anyone. Grant Ramey replied, employees notice when it makes their place of business look bad. Then he said, um, I should have posted that, but if I was going to, I should have cropped out the 247 part of it. I was going to play it off as a glitch. Then he continues. No Grant Ramey reply. He just continues. And this is my favorite part of the entire Twitter exchange. I'll take it down as soon as I've apologized to the 247 people and Aubrey. I don't understand why you needed up to apologize, but he goes on. He wasn't tagged. Involving him wasn't my intent. Best part. I posted it at like 3 a.m., half asleep, not in the best judgment. And honestly, it took someone texted me about it for me to even remember I posted it. Yeah. You didn't remember you posted it? <laughs> and it took someone texting you? What? That's your excuse? And then like, dude. You're an idiot. Everybody knows you're an idiot. Delete it. Don't be like, oh, I'll delete it as soon as like... Let me apologize to everyone first, and then I'll delete it. Just apologize. Just delete the damn thing. Get it out of here. It was... Everybody knew it was fake. Some people fell for it. So did Aubrey Solomon fall for it? Like, did he think he just hadn't heard yet? No, because Aubrey Solomon said that's not true. Okay, so he just... He said involving Aubrey wasn't my intent, so that's why I asked. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you post somebody with, <laughs> right, with their post name on it, somebody with their name on it, especially that obviously involves them, especially somewhere like Vol Twitter, where like yeah. they're gonna be on it. Yeah. No, that was a bold, bold thing to do for two four. You know, with the two four seven thing, bold thing to do with um, the the whole backtracking thing. That was interesting. Yeah. So at John Adams, speaking of John Adams, <laughs> he said. Will Jeremy Pruitt do better than media's opinion hasn't changed much? He was drunk, right? <laughs> yes. that. So the article like actually says, will Jeremy Pruitt do better than Bush Jones as Tennessee's football coach media's opinions haven't changed or hasn't changed? I don't I don't know where the article's going. I, again, I don't click on these because I don't want to give them clicks. Right. But I saw it and I'm just like, dude, first of all, you get paid to write this crap. And then you go yeah. and put a sentence up like well Jeremy Pruitt do better than media's opinion hasn't changed much I don't even know what that means I don't think he I don't think he knows what it means <laughs> no, he doesn't I don't, I don't think he's there yeah no that was um um yeah that was a rough tweet there but um what was I say but yeah, I, I can't stand John Adams I need to find the article about the Vol for Life just to hear you just to read where he says Travis Haney is a great example of a Vol for Life or whatever he says about him it's it's fantastic Travis Henry? What did I say? Haney. Oh, yeah. Henry. Isn't that your girlfriend's last name? It is, but it's also a 247 rider. I'm mixing all this. Or it used to be a 247 rider. I'm mixing all this up now. Also, mm-hmm. I just ran across this on Twitter. I got distracted by someone's... One guy slapping another guy's balls. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, what in the Butch Jones is going on here? If y'all don't know what we're talking about, just I just retweeted it from Edward Thompson Jr., Georgia Tech doing some groin strengthening. It reminds me of like Dwight, like doing some <laughs> yeah. shit. Him and Moe's. When, when they're in, the, when they make that gym, he's like, "What are you talking about? This is your whatever lift." Yeah. He's like, "This is where you cut uh, sheet metal. <laughs> this is sheet metal cutting station. It's a great forearm strengthening." Yeah, that's the kind of stuff they do in the Dwight Schrute gym. Oh man, you have any more uh, stupidity? Uh, I don't. I have one more Twitter question that I, that I just found. So I'm going to read that. Is Emerson going to contribute this year? Seems like he was praised when he arrived and disappeared. <clears throat> I do know Emerson had some injuries. Um, 
and then you know it was working back working to get back um he was on the bigger side when he got here um and i think he sat out his whole senior don't season don't be hating on people on the bigger side <laughs> i mean <laughs> easy on us so i don't know I, I feel like if there's any year for him to contribute it would be this year where we don't have a lot of depth on the defensive line right will he start probably not um but i would like to see him yeah and i, I think he has the opportunity to contribute we'll see i know he's big because uh there's I think Vol Photos or something put a picture up, and he is massive. I oh, dude's not that big. I'm, I've been twice more than him, surely. His arms are bigger <laughs> than your. <laughs> yeah, my head would fit inside that. <laughs> yeah, fit inside that forearm. Yep, for sure. Um, that's, all that, I got. that's all I've got, guys. Thank you all for uh, hopping in the uh, Periscope. Check on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, ArmtrailAmericans.com. Any there, anywhere there, there is a podcast to be found. Our podcast is there. Check us out there. Check out the content. We'll uh, starting on Monday or I guess Sunday. Really, we'll have content for you guys. We're working to get it seven days a week. You're getting Tennessee content. Let us know. Tweet back at me. DM me. Whatever. We want to know how you guys want content. What do you want to hear in the podcast? What do you want to see in the articles? What do you want to see on a blog, on a video, on a vlog? Whatever. Let us know. We want to bring you all the content you want. Yeah. And it's it's getting closer and closer to football season. The weather is giving us a little taste. It's yeah. going to go back to the 90s, but um, it's giving us a taste of what fall is going to be like. Um, so just enjoy our content and you know interact with us. That's what that's what we're here for mm-hmm. to to interact with you guys. Um, so just keep that in mind and go balls. And we're bringing the boat in and we out.